This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, October 21st, 2022. I'm Caleb Brown. It's been a year since the Cato Institute launched its project on poverty and inequality in California. So what's changed in the Golden State? Cato's Mike Tanner heads the project. We discussed how California has and hasn't changed course on housing, homelessness, and he also talks about what lawmakers should focus on in the years to come. One year ago today, the Cato Institute's project on poverty and inequality in California released its final report at a conference in Sacramento, including 24 specific recommendations for ways that California could better address inequality and poverty in the Golden State. During that year, we've seen some progress, uh, some steps forward in some areas. We've also seen some some substantial missteps in other areas. So we thought it was a good time to look back and see exactly what California has and has not accomplished. Now, I would love to give you personally all the credit for the positive steps that California has taken. But, uh, of course, high housing costs in California had at least a little something to do with uh, reforms that have been made. So what has California done uh, with regard to housing that was uh, positive? California has actually passed uh, several dozen pro-housing pieces of legislation in the last year. There seems to be some real movement on this. It started with the fact that shortly after we issued our report, uh, Governor Newsom signed into law legislation which effectively legalized duplexes throughout the state. And in fact, enabled people to subdivide lots uh, to have up to four houses on what was previously a single family lot. Uh, There's still a lot of pushback and resistance from localities, but that's a step in the right direction. They've also taken steps to make it easier to do student housing, to make it easier to do convert commercial sites into housing. And they've even begun slightly to chip away at the California's uh, environmental laws that have been uh, California Environmental Quality Act and others that have made it so difficult to build new projects in the state. So we really have to give uh, California some credit, at least at the state level, for taking some steps to make it easier to build housing. Now, long way to go. They still uh, issued more building permits in Dallas, Texas last year than they did in the entire state of California. But in the long term, these reforms are going to make a difference and bring down housing costs and rents throughout the state. Uh, So But even in localities that are within the state of California, people still don't want new housing near them. And it has been uh, those localities are going to try to find ways around the laws that California has passed. We've seen them be quite inventive, actually, in ways uh, sometimes a simple defiance. Uh, Numerous jurisdictions have failed to uh, do their state mandated housing requirements and to make the reforms that are required under state law. We've seen others try uh, ways, including uh, one city which declared itself a mountain lion habitat in order to prevent any new building within the city limits. That that one crashed and burned. Uh, But there are provisions in the law that allow uh, to get around state or to get around municipal Malfeasance. There's what's called the builder's remedy, which essentially allows uh, contractors to to move to state level for approval. Uh, there's also provisions in the law that allows the state to sue uh, localities that fail to meet their obligations. Now we'll have to see uh, how this actually works, whether it's done in practice as well as on the books. But it's a step in the right direction. 
All right. So with regard, uh, any other positive steps that California has taken that that you want to highlight? In terms of housing, there's still a long way to go, and particularly in dealing with homelessness. Unfortunately, there's been a tendency to resort to policing homelessness. Uh, Now, it's not surprising, given the way some of the downtowns look with the tent cities and some of the problems that the homeless population has caused for tourism and people who live in the areas. But we also know that you can't really police your way out of the homeless problem. You're going to have to make it easier for people to get treatment and to get into housing of some kind. So we ha- we should n- avoid any uh, any police panic in that regard. So what have been the big missteps that California has made in the last year? Well, I also want to say California has made some real progress in terms of criminal justice reform. Uh, despite the fact that criminal justice reform has been so politicized, uh, you had to recall, of course, of Chase Abudin, the, uh, the San Francisco DA, uh, a number of attempts to recall the LA, uh, prosecutor as well. Uh, there still has moved forward in the legislature in terms of some reforms, including a very important one that allows Californians to more easily seal and expunge their criminal records. Given that one out of every five Californians has a criminal record that can keep them from getting a job or housing or or education benefits, uh, that's a really important step forward. They've also helped uh, made some some reforms in terms of legalizing uh, victimless crimes, in terms of uh, getting rid of the uh, the old uh, vagrancy and loitering laws. They've gotten rid of some of the uh, restrictions on uh, the use of of certain drugs in certain cities. So. We've seen some steps forward on criminal justice reform as well. Now, the biggest failure has been in terms of regressive regulation. Uh, What we've seen there is the state never seems to tire of putting more regulation on business, including uh, a really uh, terrible bill that passed this year and was signed into law, which would essentially allow the state to set wages in the fast food industry. Uh, As long as they continue to punish entrepreneurship and small business, you're not going to get a chance for many people to get out of poverty. Where has there been no action? Where where are the where's the low hanging fruit for California where there's been no move? We've seen absolutely nothing happen in terms of education reform, uh, which is a real tragedy. The state is about in the middle of the pack when it comes to education spending. It's not a question of money, but they've really underperformed when it comes to outcomes. Uh, and yet, the state has n- done nothing to address the. Funding uh, misallocations that penalize uh, charter schools in the state, for example. Uh, and there is no meaningful school choice movement within the state. Uh, an effort to put a tuition tax credit on the ballot this year uh, failed. Uh, they'll be back next year. We'll have to see how that works out. But at the moment, there seems to be a, a full commitment to simply throwing more money at the state run education monopoly and assume that. Uh, just because we've gotten bad results in the past doesn't mean we'll get bad results in the future if we just spend a little bit more. Building on the housing uh, accomplishments that uh, California has had, sort of making it easier to uh, create accessory dwelling units and uh, uh, the elimination of uh, certain zoning, what what do you hope for in the in the coming years? Well, we need to build on the success we've made. Uh, we right now they've legalized essentially duplexes or quads, if you count uh, four on a on a lot. Uh, that should be go go even further. Basically, they should eliminate uh, all uh, exclusionary zoning practices. 
They just took a big step forward in eliminating most parking requirements uh, within, I believe, a mile of uh, mass transit, but they should go further and eliminate those restrictions altogether. Uh, the California Environmental Quality Act has been weakened, but it is still a major barrier, a major weapon against new construction, and uh, they need to take a measure of that. Uh, California is also sort of tiptoed towards reform of its welfare system. Uh, an important piece of legislation introduced by uh, Senator Sidney Kamlager that would eliminate asset testing uh, for welfare in order to encourage people to save and work in order to get out of uh, poverty. Uh, that's uh, slowly moved forward. It passed the Senate. It passed the House Human Services Co or the Assembly Human Services Committee. It's now tied up in the Assembly uh, uh, Appropriations Committee. Uh, we don't know if it'll get out this year. This time is running out. But if it does, that would be an important step forward as well. Mike Tanner is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and head of Cato's Project on Poverty and Inequality in California. We spoke earlier this week. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast on your podcast platform of choice and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 